Welcome back, everyone. Today, uh, both Eldad and I are in Tel Aviv. Um, so we have the pleasure of having uh, Wai Chen Wang here, uh, who's a senior engineering manager at Amplitude. Um, so kind of a few words about Amplitude and Wai Chen. Uh, so Amplitude um, is actually at this point a public company. Uh, before that, they raised more than 300 million uh, kind of in private rounds. Um, and Wei Chen is based in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. He leads the data connections team there um, and kind of built and scale their Vancouver site. Uh, so we're super happy to have you. And do you maybe want to give us a like high level view of what Amplitude does um, and what service you guys deliver to your customers? Oh, sure. First of all, I just want to thank you for having me today. You know, super thrilled. Uh, you know, my name is Wei Chen. You know, thanks for the introduction. Uh, maybe I can talk about the the uh, amplitude and also the the the, the team when I'm working on. Um, so for amplitude, uh, you know, we are a, a digital analytical platform, right? So you know, we, we start as you know serving the the customers for product analytics, right? So we're giving the the self service visibility into the entire customer journey. We have all those tools for you know funnel analysis, user behavior graphs, event segmentation, all of that. And you know, the, I guess the key takeaway here is you know we try to you know uh, help the entire a spectrum of data collection, instrumentation, governance, and all to get you inside and, and sharing it out. So it's actually kind of the one in all solution, if you may. And so for, for the team I'm working on, so we're at the data connection team. And as the name suggests, our mission is to send the data in and out to the right place at the right time, right? So that's, you know, um, that if you think about the entire uh, space out there, there are all different sorts of services, including data warehouse, are the ads, uh, marketing, and like CRM, CDP, right? So sometimes the data has to be sent in real time where the time is of the essence. The other time, you know, the data will be sent in, in, in batch in the different natures. And basically that's where our team is building this pipeline and also the tools, the user interface for our customers to handle those data. All right, sounds awesome. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, cool. So how, like, how big is your team basically? Um, and like, okay, data connectors, right? Like what, like, can you give some examples of what where data, exactly, like, where's the data coming from? Where is it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you talk about the amplitude as a whole, we're about uh, 700 people altogether. And for engineering, I would say it's uh, uh, less than 200 at the moment, right? So while it's still a fair small team at, at the moment, right? So and data collection is roughly uh, less than uh, 30 people, I say, altogether. So it is, again, it's, it's a fairly small team, right? So, and um, so you want an uh, example of the connections, right? So, you know, um, I already named just a few of the categories, right? So the different places people want to bring data in. And these years, you know, like the, the data warehouse has been a really prevalent uh, choices where you know they they serve the, the the first step in all the data you know when they do the governance and everything in in, in this serve as a source of choose. Where in the other cases, uh, you know some uh, clients might prefer trying to uh, get data indirectly from instrumentation, right? You know using our SDKs and sending that directly from their devices or or, or websites. So where the data hits to us directly in in a streaming fashion. So that's already a different type of uh, ingestions, right? So when it comes to exports, right? So there are different, again, for example, sometimes people use us at the CDP capacity where they do real-time event propagation. So we send as, as soon as we receive the data, we probably send them to their data warehouse or anything else. And the other case is maybe they generate uh, insights. For example, they might do queries on you know, uh, user segmentations with audiences, and this is a new group of users. They want to start a new uh, uh, campaign. On ads, then they actually want to sync that uh, audience to Google Ads, for example, right? So, and that's that's another uh, problem. So, we're trying to support as much as we can at the moment. It was about around a hundred, 
source and destinations. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Can you give us a, like a feeling maybe of like the data sizes or like the data volume you guys are dealing with? Yeah. So basically, uh, no, we, we we measure the the the, the data, the ingest data, a sort of a number of events, right? Events are the kind of basic thing. So uh, mostly we uh, we process somewhere uh, around the five trillion events altogether, and most of them at the moment is real time, like uh, streaming. But we we also is, uh, is ingesting lots of batch data as well. Yeah. A trillion is nice, very yeah, nice. Yes, definitely. <laughs> is it on like a daily basis, a monthly? No, that's, mon that's monthly basis. Yeah. Awesome. You kind of manage the connector team, right? And like, this is where you have most experience, but do you want to give us like a kind of high level overview of the internal data stack at Amplitude and like where the data goes uh, kind of after it made it through your connector? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I can give you a high-level uh, architecture overview. I don't, you know, I am trying to not disclose too much information that of I could course. not be talking about. Right. So you know, uh, when we the most important part when Ampli started, you know, uh, there's a few principles that when we came, and again, this is actually came from one of the early engineers and the founders, where and I joined in a much later time. Right. So the one of the key point here is we want to make the, the data query super fast. Right, and you know, even with the real time data coming in, how can you update existing query in a real time? Well, basically, you know, with, with with as as lower uh, latency as possible. So basically, they chose a the columnar storage architecture. Because if you think about all the queries you're going to make, especially for product analytics, right? So making like say DAUs or other things, users who did this action after that action is usually with just one or two properties that you're interested in among all the event property or user properties for 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 the, the for the the data. So when you index things in column, things get super fast, right? So that then we actually have an in-house uh, column storage system, right? So uh, it's, it's, it's proprietary and we, we basically, at the end of the day, it just stored the raw events and we can index in a way. So, so that, you know, when we then we have a query system we call Nova uh, that actually builds on top of it. So it's actually uh, working in a kind of a divide and conquer uh, fashion. Where it's you know, try to uh, uh, utilize a, a, group, a cluster of computing resources based on those indexes, so that you can get the query results uh, out super fast. So that's kind of the, uh, the 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 essence of the system. You know, for the streaming, of course, you know, there are lots of uh, you know, like say Kafka, the very vertical stuff, right? So we also use Postgre. You know, with lots of things started with the MySQL, but they're trying to move away from that, right? So and then you know, everything was on AWS. Right, so we're having user S3 for storing those raw, raw uh, indexes uh, and events. Um, so that's probably the, the most important thing on a high level. But of course, there's a bunch of things uh, that down down the roof. Like we use Redis, we use a bunch of other stuff. Gotcha. Okay. But so, so this who should who should take credit for inventing columnar storage in databases? Okay, asking the like database research questions to is me. Is it the Stanford guys or is it the CWI? Ah, uh, that's a good question. C-Store or is it MonetDB? So as someone from Central Europe, let's give it, let's give it to Amsterdam. <laughs> Boom, Amsterdam wins. <laughs> Amsterdam wins, easy. Uh, but I mean, that's super cool. So um, basically, like at least at the core of your stack, you then have this in-house query engine in a sense. Okay, like it's not talking SQL, but this like kind of domain specific language then, uh, which actually powers like all, all of the stack. Um, that's actually super interesting. Um, cool. What like what's actually like the kind of would you say hardest thing about your internal data stack? Like, is it low latency? Is it high concurrency? Uh, kind of what are actually the biggest data challenges in a sense you guys are dealing with uh, and trying to give your users a great experience? If I have to put it in words, it's just the scale, 
right? So you know everything you know it was easy when the scale is small, but when with, uh, as the lots and lots of demand coming in, you know even the original architecture would not scale in many as even so just you no know, physical actually feasibility when the, the query uh, span you cannot you know scale it, uh, vertically just a number of, of clusters and all that. And now the other part is cost, right? So um, you know, for real time, it's, it all sounds really good, but you know, there are, of course, every time with a trade-off, right? So it, it's an intentional design that we have, but then that also actually has a uh, recurring uh, burden on us to making everything super fast, right? Because sometimes, you, you know, there are use cases, you know, let's make example, you know, like, I don't know if you actually order food like with DoorDash, right? So, you know, maybe you, you put something in, in your uh, shopping bucket, but you didn't check out and you, you move away. Maybe in a dollar, hey, they want to send out the coupon or push the notification right way in 30 seconds before you gave up and try to finish that that order. That is super time sensitive. So that's why we need that, you know, to be really fast responding. In other cases, if the data itself maybe you know sitting there in the monthly data of your you know inventory and stuff, there's no no uh, you know sensitivity of uh, time urgency, and that cost is kind of extra, right? So and, and yes, there's lots. You know, the other example is is data mutability. Right, so if you think about the event you ingested from instrumentation like SDKs, most of you think, oh, the data is is mutable, and which is an assumption that the system was built before. But you know, there are lots of cases where that's not assumption is not true. The, the biggest example is just GDPR, right? The data uh, deletion request where they actually remove every trace of certain users, and that is a big pain point where we had. We actually have a dedicated team to handling that, right? So then that's actually cost a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you know, then we of course rethinking our architecture. Also European, exactly. Like as European, we take European credit the second time. <laughs> delete, the delete feature in the database and then where else? Yeah, if you ever dealt with it, it's it's very you know it's 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 a definite challenge if it was not designed to begin with. Yeah, and I remember I remember that period where delete was dead and uh, everyone was happy with append only immutable, and there was this uh, two years where everyone was happy and and and. Life was presumably becoming simple, and then and then GDPR came, and everyone <laughs> yeah. woke up. Tell me, um, ecosystem-wise, input-output. You said Kafka and Postgres. We get that a lot. Like, what do you see? You see, do you see more Kafka, more Postgres, one overtaking the other? We see a lot of Postgres come, like comeback of Postgres. How do you? What's your take on that? So I guess you know Kafka is mostly for streaming. Process right. It's you know well. Well, Postgre is you know we use it primarily for storing metadata, right? So we actually don't use it you know because we have our already our separate you know column uh, indexing system. So Postgre is not used for that purposes, right? So and this guess this is kind of a because you know I actually was listening to some of your shows right. And the people, lots of people are coming from data engineering background that they're familiar with just the, the SQL or just relational database kind of thing. Uh, for, for us, it's it's quite. We started with the streaming perspective, where the data is coming in, and we see everything in the stream. Whereas the the batch process, or or you know, it's actually coming at a different stage, where we we have a separate architecture of it, where the the system was not designed to begin with to handle that. But you know, of nevertheless, I think the, the, there's the benefits with coming you know, with designing at the later stage. That means we already learned the use cases, right? So that we we know how to optimize that. So back to your question, and so Postgre is a popular database. Yes, you know we use it all the time. You know, there's a reason that we move it away from MySQL, I suppose, right? So um, at the same time, they're just serving different purposes. What about output? How do you export your data? Do you like do you see a lot of customers using your your platform as a way to cleanse and prepare and then share data with others? How does it play with the existing data? Like yeah. is it snowflakes of the world? 
So that that's an interesting. There, there are a few part of it. And the first less about you know uh, just the data governance, right? So you know, there's again multiple uh, uh, parts of it. But you know, I think one one phrase I really like is garbage in, garbage out, right? So um, you have to really control your data and just you know you know if you think about all the uh, instrumentation or tools out there, there are certain uh, 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 solutions that actually offer you know basically with no instrumentation. That's basically auto auto tracking. That you know, tracks every button clicks, every event you get from the app. Of course, that's easy for for to set up. But then there's a time where I had to dig really deep. It's like imagine you are in this pile of, of garbage and try to figure out the gold in it, right? So it's time consuming. It may work. And whereas you know the other part, which which basically with amplitudes, uh, at least at the current stance, is we try to do uh, 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 tracking plans and we try to do versioning of that. So there's a lots of tools we build so that you have a really protected. Data schema that actually share, the infrastructure shared across entire organization, so all the teams will actually benefit from it. I know it might sound, you know, lots of overhead for for to start with, you know, and, and you know we'll try to make it easier for a small bit low maturity customers. But if you are actually you know, the bigger uh, customers uh, out there, it's actually beneficial to start with, especially to basically make a piece of mind for the data leaders. Right, so uh, that's one part, and you know the other part. So uh, we, we yes, we have you know the part of dedupe identity resolution that's happening. You know, or in how we enhance the, the existing raw events with with all the user properties or the group properties, and then there's a the part we actually try to send it out. Uh, in order to touch a little bit, you know, there's a real time uh, propagation we call streaming, right? So where the other you know batch export, where the other time we we send out insights you generated, right? So how does that cons- uh, reconcile to to the source of truth? This is, I think this is a great question. Um, you know, I guess nowadays, because uh, Snowflake or the other data warehouse is, is becoming prevalent, we, our mission is so that you know, people don't think about that sort of choose problem. As a matter people of fact- People should always think. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, I've, I've learned that. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to build tools for so people don't need to think. It, and that those projects always ended up uh, badly. But uh, like you talk, like first, your passion is amazing. About your product, <laughs> thank and you. We love yeah. that, and we love that, and and just kind of t- listening to you over a few minutes, you learn how how com- first how complex it gets when you move from theory to real life and and try to pr- practice data uh, 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 to drive your business, and uh, this is why kind of all of these little things are so so important. Tell me, how do you deal with with data politics internally? Um, your team is it would is would that be considered a, an engineering a data engineering a data team how do they work with the rest of the engineering organizations what can you tell us about remote and the kind of the evolution of 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 the team over over the last uh, few years and, and some lessons learned maybe and tell us everything <laughs> all right so you've asking multiple questions so uh, i'm hearing two right one is just the, the internal data policy or, you know right it's one two is kind of the working the remote so i I'll start with the first one so uh, amplitude has coming with a unique edge because we are a data analytical company so drinking our own champagne is actually a, a motto for us right so we hold ourselves accountable whenever we release something uh you know we actually be you know even with the new feature coming on the amplitude, we actually be in the first one actually trying it out, right? If you're shipping a, a custom-facing feature, you better use using you know A/B testing experimentation. You better use feature flags and all the other instrumentation in place, so people know you know from let's say you launch a new uh, export like destinations of data, right? So how many people actually click on it, and what's the what's the funnel from the user clicking on it, actually finishing you know setting up the the, the configuration with all the all, you know all the credentials and actually getting data through. 
So we we have all this tracking and we held ourselves accountable. It's never enough with shipping features out there. So in, in a sense, everyone is a data engineer or a growth engineer, so to speak, right? So, and I think th- th- that's that's definitely provides us with a unique edge, right? So that's one. So uh, um, two, just on, on the remote, you know, I am a remote in a sense because uh, uh, Amplitude uh, headquarters in SF, right? So, and when I was, you know, I think I was super, I probably was, a, it's a blessing to me because, you know, I was really looking for, I didn't even know what Amplitude is before someone reached out to me and they're opening the office here, right? So I was hired as one of the earliest uh, engineers, uh, sorry, earliest uh, uh, managers uh, here without an engineer. Right. So, and a lot of work I was doing last year is just, you know, building the team here. Right. So, and drinking and champagne just, and drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Much, much yeah. nicer than dog fooding. Drinking, I would much rather <laughs> drink my and drink water here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Some companies are more involved. <laughs> it's, it's, well, yeah, it's just a different way of putting it, but you got it what it is. Yeah. So, working remote, and it comes, um, so it's it's I guess for us you know it, it's lots of internal debate as well you know where Amplitude wants want to position ourselves because as as when when the COVID started and institution is you know in a, uh, you know it's staying there right so there's a new uh, reality and, and a new paradigm that that's the paradigm that would never go back right there's certain uh, uh, people would just prefer going remote 100 percent and they're not even considering being a hybrid right so and we we actually had an internal votes and we had an internal discussions. So we, at this moment, Amplitude is operating in the hybrid mode, where we we, we require uh, engineers to be in office two uh, two days a week, right? So uh, we still cherish that in-person time, especially with collaboration. You know, that's a lot of the quality time with the brainstorming or you know the face-to-face. So that that doesn't that cannot be replaced, in my opinion, right? But yes, there's a time we people can definitely get focused on, on their work. They don't want to get disrupted with meetings and stuff. So that's that's where we are at right now. Of course, you know, um, there's also another debate whether, for example, the teams should be clustered geographically. For example, maybe all the teams in Vancouver focus on data connections, and, and you know, maybe uh, teams in London work on something else. So I think I don't think that the debate is uh, decisive, right? So you know, there's in this. My personal opinion is I do not think geographic location is should be a parameter in that equation at all. But you know, there's people who think otherwise. Because you know, I do believe that you know, having that flexibility to you know, tap into the talent pool globally definitely provides provides us a unique edge. And the, the, the challenge coming with uh, managing a, a distributed team, it's, it's something that can be managed, in my opinion. You see, Benjamin, it can be it can be done. It can be done. In terms, of, <laughs> so in terms of your team, where are people actually located? So for you know, uh, I, basically at the moment, I run to you know, actually maybe I have to also. Dive into the kind of uh, amplitude structure. So we run a kind of EPD trail, right? So engineering product uh, design, right? So and we have like pa- uh, pillars and pods. So in data connection, we have three three pods, and I run, run two of them. So the streaming and the uh, integrations. For integrations, the majority of the engineers is in Vancouver. For streaming, it's probably half half. So tell us about the most embarrassing uh, failure you've had. Uh, 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 and, and and something that kind of uh, was a big lesson for you. Mm. And answering I'm perfect, I've never made a mistake in my life is also valid. But, uh, <laughs> I don't right. know that in interviews, Elda. <laughs> That's what Benjamin answered on his interview. Like, uh, and, uh, but, you know, we proved him wrong mm. many times. That's why we, that's why we went for this adventure. But like, you know, data teams, we talk to many teams, engineering teams, and when it comes to data, People make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, any 
project that went the wrong direction, any technology that had, you know, huge promise and turned out to be huge flop, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a something smart for for uh, uh, listeners to 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 learn from in terms of of of, of yeah of past experiences, the good or the bad. Mm. Usually, we love the bad ones. Okay, so this is you know is it, you know however you know however I like to share something, lots of things. You know, I, I think you know. Okay, so here's the example I think I can share. Okay, <laughs> um, you know, if you have you worked with a lot, right? So. Basically, if you want to uh, uh, have a third-party you know, authentication systems, right, so that you know your your uh, it, it, you know if you work with the SaaS companies and it's, it's big enough, right, so they will have you know authentication that without actually the uh, uh, like say private keys and uh, like the you know, right keys. So basically, you know you, you authorize it on their behalf, right. So in, again, before going there, I also so Amplitude is in a really interesting position that you know lots of our customers are mutual, that we are their customer, that they are our customers. Also, we share common customers that we have other in you know, a hundred customers, which are both customers of us. Right. So this, you know, so when in the early days when, when Amplitude started, you know, uh, we are still startup back then. So you know, there was a lot of thinking. So when, when we set up those developer accounts, you know, we 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 we're just setting one, and, and there's also legal requirements where you know you can only have one account per entity kind of thing, right? But later on, when, when the system uh, uh, expands, and we're building more and more integrations, uh, you know, the problem occurs where the same developer account was used for both purposes, both for the internal teams managing their own data and needs, and or for, you know, managing the OWASAP, which is used for our common customers. And this become a burden. Sometimes it's a, a, a really a heavy burden for us because, you know, then any migration, would come at a risk, and also the both teams are interfering. The internal teams and the external facing teams are interfering with each other. Where migration might pro- provide risky, as it might break the data connections for hundreds of customers. So, and it's, it's the burden that that has been uh, uh, shown repeated pattern. And we, I wish I know that you know years ago, so we have you know all separation of responsibilities for for those uh, internal external apps. And you know, yes, this this actually came with, with some of the cost. That that's kind of the the, the lesson I have. So advice for you, try to separate your internal external system as much as you can. And the cold shower. <laughs> and the cold shower. So Eldad, we yeah. can pay, play a bit of bad cop, good cop. Uh, so you ask about kind of a failure. I'll I'll do the kind of opposite things. Uh, so 2022 is coming to an end, right? Like tell us about something you're super proud of, kind of that your team accomplished this year uh, that really is like was huge and that you thought before was, I don't know, impossible. Interesting. So two things in mind. First, uh, you know, we we launched the we call a developer portal in the early of the year. So basically, it's, a, it's an effort to scale the number of connections we support by supporting third-party developers to build integrations towards us. Because you know, you know, whenever a large client comes to us, you got, hey, can you have this twenty integrations? And there's only so much we can do. It that just never scale, right? So so you know, we have to rely on uh, the our partners to 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 build that bridge, and then we provide this generic framework to allow them to sub, sub, uh, uh, submit. Uh, integrations just in a configuration-based manner, right? So we kind of, you know, we have a system that parses those configurations and basically set it up. So uh, it's been uh, provided quite successful this, this time. You know, we, we probably have uh, uh, almost 50 partners submitting their uh, 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 integrations uh, this year. So I think that's, that's a huge success, success for us, right? That's one thing. The other for streaming, I mentioned streaming, actually new product we launched in Q3, right? So it's basically came to, you know, that real-time data propagation is 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 a, it's increasing demand. 
uh, you know, because at the beginning we think about that we're analytical tools. We want to get data in, but we you know we won't don't want to get data out. But that's that's apparently not true, especially for the real time cases. It's basically the path through. They're using our governance features exactly. You know, back to that. You know, uh, you know the 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 you know the, the earlier point, right? So, but that's it's again a different system with it comes with its own challenges. You know, with the reliability, you know, the latency cost, and the kind of broadcast overall. So, so I think this uh, is a huge shout out for for all the engineers. You know, if you're listening on this, right? So, thank you for this great Thanks. achievement. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, first example, by the way, was amazing. I mean, uh, and and as a startup, we meet a lot of uh, a lot of partners and and platforms, and and we divide them into two: those that have like built connectivity so third party can build their own stuff into the system and those that not that are not their black yeah. box and 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 a long tail of, thir- of 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 startups cannot connect to those platforms so it's really important and you never know uh, how and 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 when someone is using your system and you learn a lot uh, uh, by just opening it up so congrats on, on that especially to your engineers it's yeah. an amazing well, so yeah absolutely so amplitude one of the Benefits as a public company because it actually earns the trust for lots of uh, you know the, the the partners out there, so they're willing to build with us. But of course, there are times you know those bigger players which never think about building to us, so we have to still in doing our job. But it definitely still make much our life much much easier. Yeah, right. I mean, kind of for us as a database vendor, right? Like this is kind of in terms of the dialect and kind of wanting to be compliant with Postgres, kind of to make it easy for the ecosystem to to kind exactly. of adopt. Uh, so I actually kind of it's interesting that you guys face similar challenges or similar problems uh, in in that regard. Um, cool. On in terms of the second thing, so I mean, you guys provide these like very specific data experiences, right? Uh, kind of to analyze certain user interactions and those types of things. Um, how does this work actually in terms of like schema management? Like, do you guys basically say, okay, data has to come to our connectors in a certain schema and then we can give these use cases or like these types of analytics products? Or do you actually kind of manage the schema in your connectors and kind of in your system uh, and can accept like data in whatever form or, or shape? So, you know, if you know, you see the pattern for, for all my answers, like it really depends. And, you know, we try <laughs> because uh, as, as Amplitude evolves, as we get more and more customers from different spectrum, where you know the really mature customers where they have their own stuff, or you know low maturity customers we don't have anything, which is actually easier, or somewhere in the middle where they have something but but not. So we try to be flexible, right? So if they want to use our governance feature, no, they can, and if we can block all the events. Again, we think things are the events, right? If the event doesn't fall into the tracking plan, we just block them. You know that's either way, and we can do DDU transformations filters. Certain data only goes to certain destinations, and all you know with, with different you know uh, you know identity resolutions, all of that. But you know, again, we try to accommodate as much as we can. So that's why it, it actually evolved a lot over time with all different use cases coming coming in. Uh, hopefully, that answers your question. Yeah, it's all about surface area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, I awesome. think uh, I think we've nailed it. Definitely. All right. Yeah. All right, Wei So thank you so much for your time. Uh, kind of, we super appreciate it. This was super interesting. Uh, learning more about what you and your team are doing uh, at at Amplitude. Um, yeah. So. And we're going to right. check out hopefully next year the connector framework. Definitely. All right. All right. It's homework yeah. for us. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Take care and yeah. have a great day. Take care. Uh, Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.